It is Saturday night. It is week six. And I am all fucking sorts of pissed off right now. Here in the doghouse. Let's go. It's Saturday night, it's week six, and I am pissed off. Pissed off is all fucking hell because apparently, on the surface, it looks like I've been stabbed right in my fucking back. By whom? Oh, the guy that everybody gives me shit about and says that I'm fucking good friends with, want to join the fucking elite mafia. Yeah. It, Listen, if anybody actually pops on Twitter and sees what went on, I made a joke, Jeff Manns, about his whole quarterbacking in fucking high school and how he knows what the fuck he's doing with that. Go fuck yourself, Jeff. It's a fucking joke. Played offensive line in high school. Doesn't mean I'm a fucking expert at how run blocking and pass blocking schemes are in the NFL, let alone college. I can give you kind of the ins and outs on how you gain leverage and shit like that on the offensive line and, you know, perform different kind of rush patterns from the defensive line. I had to learn that shit because I was a 150 fucking pound lineman. So technique was key in all of that. But So I made a joke. I made a joke with Jeff Manson. He comes back and says that I'm pretending I know what I'm doing, giving out fantasy anal, you know, analysis. So, all right, all right, motherfucker. Let's. You want to. You want to play rough? Let's fucking play rough. Cause uh, I sure as fuck didn't uh, go out on internet and blast. Uh, Elite Fantasy, when they uh, kind of fucked me over for a social media job on air, on Sirius, and then kind of rebuked it 
and instead of just saying, you know, hey, we're we're going to do something else, um, you know, hey, apologize for maybe getting your hopes up with something, you know, bring in a little bit of extra money in or whatnot. Um, just went ahead and just didn't say a fucking thing. Just kind of left me in the dark. And that's burned my ass for two fucking years. Now, Jeff actually gave me an apology in person for everything. Um, But, you know, I've done sales or been involved with customer service for the better part of, you know, 25 years. And you can always read people when you've been in the service industry long enough. You kind of get that sixth sense, like, do I really believe this motherfucker? You just telling the truth. Well, I gave him the benefit of the doubt of it. But I always just kind of kept it in the back of my head. And now, seemingly, it's come to fruition that I was right uh, in my thinking. So, you know what? Go fuck yourself, Jeff. Still like a lot of people over at Elite Fantasy. So I'm not going to go on the attack. I'm not going to attack any of the subscribers over there because they are actually... There are some good people over there, um, both in their touts and, at least in my opinion, in their touts and with their subscribers and stuff. And uh, I'm not going to attack anybody, really. I'll give Jeff a lot of shit. You're going to start seeing it now. But more than likely, I'll just hop on the show on Monday and just uh, give him the business and kind of hand out the warning to the rest of the industry that, you know, if you guys are talking shit behind my back, um, that's not going to fly. And I may be just a Twitter guy with only 800 fucking followers, but I have a lot of followers within the industry and they're going to see every fucking tweet that gets sent out any type of back and forth because you guys are fucking stupid and don't understand how social media works. But if anybody here, anybody who actually receives the work thinks that I'm pretending thinks I'm fucking around. Um, Everything's been free of charge. So um, obviously I'm not taking your money there. And I mean, if you do, if you don't want to keep getting spreadsheet, if you don't want to keep getting the article, I mean, just tell me, I'll take you off the list. No problems there. Um, obviously, with the podcast, you don't have to listen. They're free. It's not like, you know, again, you're not, nobody's paying for anything. So, um, yeah, I'm just going to kind of leave it at that. I don't really expect anybody to do it because everybody understands where I believe my place is at this point and what I'm trying to do. So, but like I said, if you don't want it, you don't have to get it. But we are going to move on to week six. Um, 
before we get into the actual article breakdown, if you guys want to go through the Panthers and Buccaneers, uh, early game, 9.30 Eastern. Uh, shit, hold on. Let me put up, pull up the Vegas uh, numbers here because they might have changed. Um, I'm going to update. I am still going to update your outs, questionables, doubtfuls. Um on the spreadsheet and resend them back out. So just expect that to come in tonight. You guys will have it in the morning if you guys are out having fun. Um, so I want to just make sure everybody understands that and knows that that is coming. Because I'll be up building lineups tonight. So if anybody's got any questions, feel free to ask me. Um, everybody knows that my DMs are always open, whether it's on Twitter or through the... Uh, full-time fantasy chat so all right london series panthers buccaneers carolina favored by two and a half uh over tampa it's a 47 and a half over under uh line has not changed since thursday morning which is good it's stable stabilized um started out as a 46 over under with a pick em. so the lean is all of course gonna be on carolina um, you're going to basically be playing this as a showtime slate. Uh, do have a little bit of concerns, but there is a certain way that I really want to play this. Um, and it doesn't really stem from the, as far as quarterback, it doesn't stem from the Jameis Winston side, although he will be throwing on there. The quarterback that I would probably run with is actually Kyle Allen. Um, has the definitive uh, upper hand as far as in the passing game against a weak Tampa secondary. D.J. Uh, Moore and Curtis Samuel are both in really good spots with D.J. Moore holding the upper advantage uh, in that spot against Vernon Hargreaves. So what I would want to do is probably get Will Greer and DJ Moore in that lineup. I would also maybe run one lineup with Samuel and then run another lineup with Greg Olson as the other guy uh, to pair with. If you're going to go a you know quarterback and two uh, receivers, um, Tampa side. I don't like I said. I don't think I'm going to go with Winston here. The obvious weakness on the Carolina Panthers is on the ground. Uh, their DVOA is 29th against a run on the ground. Now they are seventh against a running back in the passing game. Um, 17th in DVP rank uh, points given up to the running backs. 20.8 on FanDuel and 23.5 on DraftKings. We are seeing Ronald Jones get more and more involved with this offense and he's getting consistent carries so that's the way that i would want to run it uh starting out from the tampa side there is going to be points scored in this game uh there's no doubt there so winston will be throwing i don't really care much as much as i want to believe that mike evans is going to come bounce back and give us a nice pivot off of Chris Godwin. The guy to own is actually Chris Godwin. Um, if not, you're going to have to get real fucking 
sick, you're going to want to puke your guts out. You're going to want to go with O.J. Howard or Cameron Bray. Uh 25th against the tight end in DVOA, uh, but fifth in giving up points to the tight end are the Carolina Panthers, 5.6 on FanDuel, 7.2 on DraftKings. So um, the pivot is going to be at the tight end. It's not going to be through the wide receivers. Um if you're not using Godwin, but I would pretty much lock Godwin in uh, as he does have the advantage against Elliott in the secondary. Um, I am going to go ahead and skip Christian McCaffrey, and it is a fucking dangerous move uh, because we do understand the talent that Christian McCaffrey has. But we have to buy in a little bit to the Tampa Bay uh, defense in respect to running backs. They're first in both rush defense and against uh, pass-catching running backs. So um, I'm going to respect that and say that he does not have as good of a game, and that's probably going to be the only pivot that you really need to make. That's why I'm not too high on the Tampa tight end situation. And I would probably just stick with Godwin because if one of either between Godwin or McCaffrey is going to fail and my money is going to be on McCaffrey failing in here. Um, Tampa bringing in Indomitka Sioux has really uh, reformed that front. And, uh, and that's why it kind of scares me a little bit with Kyle Allen because without Christian McCaffrey there, his numbers are going to kind of dwindle. But, like I said, it's it's a weak, weak secondary. So, all right, let's get into the write up here. Main slate breakdown: we got ten games, eleven on Yahoo, and fantasy draft. So I've given you my core four right off the gate. You guys have had all day to look at it, um, so there's no reason for me to kind of sit back and not tell you what it is. So it's gonna be running back Chris Carson. Uh, running back Malcolm Brown because Tiger Lee is out. Um, so he should see the majority of the touches since he has been active all season with Daryl Henderson not being active for most of the, you know, he's been active, but he hasn't been, he hasn't really seen the field. So I'm not going to buy this whole fucking pass catching narrative that everybody wants to try and run with and try to figure out a pivot point on there. I'm just going to run with Malcolm Brown. Now, of course, if David Johnson, if David Johnson would happen to sit in the late game, um, I would definitely probably pivot over to Chase Edmonds because I do believe he has a higher upside in a game that's gonna real that I believe is really gonna shoot out. So um, it's definitely something to consider. We'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, wide receiver Larry Fitzgerald, he's at a fucking fantastic price, and um, Arizona. If if there's one week where we're going to see this offense hit on all cylinders. It's going to be this week. So um, that's why I'll stick there. And then tight end, you're just locking in Austin Hooper. Don't play anybody else. Austin Hooper's going to be almost, you know, 80 to 90% owned in cash games. And if he smashes, um, not only because of Arizona's weakness against the tight end, but also because of Atlanta's uh, offensive game planning through dirt cutter, um, where he, we saw it last year when he was in Tampa Bay, where he had Cameron Brayton, O.J. Howard, just, you know, 
involved in the offense. This is translating over to Atlanta. We talked about this. We talked about it before the season. That's why I was a little bit higher on Hooper. So uh, definitely I would just go with that. Don't think twice about it. If you want to fade it in GPP, it's scary. It's it's still fucking scary to, to fade it because tight ends don't have all that great of a matchup this week. But if you want to do it, just do it in GPP. Don't do it in cash, please. All right, quarterbacks. Starting out with Deshaun Watson. He's your top price. He's your top price quarterback that are that are allowing to use in cash. Um, everybody's expecting this game to kind of shoot out uh, between Houston and the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, let's take a look at the updated Vegas line here. Um, as of the writing, as of the put out of the spreadsheet. Kansas City was a four and a half favorite, 55 over under. Oh, that's the wrong Kansas City game. How did that pop up? Where the fuck is my Kansas City game? Oh, here we go. Houston, Kansas City. Okay, so they've dropped half a point. They're a four point favorite now, 55 over under. So some of the money's coming, a lot of money's coming in now on Houston to be the dominant team here. Now, while we saw what Deshaun Watson's ceiling was last week, I'm not expecting the exact same thing. There's something fucking fishy about this game, and I can't put my finger on it, but I don't. I don't see the quarterbacks completely shooting out. I just don't. Um... And that's not to take anything away from Deshaun Watson. I just, I don't think you're never, you're not going to see five TDs out of him. Could he throw for three? Sure. Two with one on the ground? Absolutely. Um, And that's what I would pay up for if going up there. And that's fine. As long as he gets me over 20 points, that's a win Um, in cash games. So, that's where I'm looking as far as Watson now. You could go against it and you could use it. It's going to be a chalky as hell stack, um, even a game stack with Houston and Kansas City. But there's there's something that's really weird when, can, when you get a game in Kansas City. And every once in a while when those games are supposed to shoot out, like Indianapolis, um, where shit just hits the fan where it just does not hit that total whatsoever. And I don't know if it's because of the stadium noise, because it is an incredibly loud stadium or just the fact that, you know, it's outside. It's going to be fucking cold. Um, and whether or not the players are going to be acclimated to it already is really a concern to me. I know they're professionals, but it's stuff to think about. Uh, shit tightens up. Um, I mean, just look, you know, my home's been bothered by that ankle. It hasn't been that fucking cold, so he's been able to keep it, you know, pretty warmed up. Now it's getting a little bit colder. That shit tightens up, and it's going to fucking hurt and hinder him. So it's it's really whether or not Kansas City can compete with Houston, to, in my opinion, on the other side. Um, I th- Houston might win this. I mean, a smart money is probably better on Kansas City on this. 
but I think Houston might actually pull this one out. Um, next guy on the list would be Matt Ryan, Arizona, facing the Arizona Cardinals. This is this is going to be the stupid, stupid fucking Smash Mouth game. Um, as far as points, it's just fucking ridiculous. I got to scroll down here. All right, Atlanta started out as a two and a half point favorite, uh, fifty one and a half over under. I'm going to guarantee you that this shit went up. Two and a half point favorite, fifty one and a half. So yeah, it's. It's still it's still sticking around on the consensus. Now it is considerably up from the original because it was two and a half and then a forty-seven, so it has been bet up. It's probably been bet up to the correct spot. Um, there's lots of fancy goodness in here. Uh, Matt Ryan has not thrown under three hundred yards in any game this season. The Falcons continue to just throw, throw, throw. This is probably going to be another spot where you're going to see 40 passes from Matt Ryan. So, really, the the only thing, the the only key is, can we get the correct guys in line here um, to complement Matt Ryan? And uh, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Outside of Austin Hooper, uh, take your pick between Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley, whichever one you like. I went over it before. I like my slot guys in spots where tight ends are really good because that means that it's open up for the slot guy as well. So uh, on the other side, if you want to save a couple more bucks, I do believe that you can go for uh, Kyler Murray. You can absolutely get close. If not, have, have him hit 300 yards. If not, get 100 yards rushing against this team. Um, like I said, it's a discounted price. Uh, the price on Yahoo is the best. He is 18th overall as far as quarterbacks. So on Yahoo, where it's a lot more difficult to fit in some of your stud guys uh, because of their price points, I'd probably focus on Kyler Murray in your cash games on Yahoo. Um, as far as probably my favorite guy, it's probably going to be either Matt Ryan or Kyler Murray. I'm just going to pay down here and take the savings, I think, because um, I'll get my exposure to the Houston-Kansas City game another way. Uh, GPP uh, top guy is going to be Patrick Mahomes. Like I said, I have some real big worries about that ankle, but with Tyreek Hill uh, possibly playing tomorrow, um, that makes me want to try Patrick Mahomes and at least one lineup and trying and it, if I'm going to use Patrick Mahomes, I'm just going to use uh, Tyree Kill. He's priced actually really, really decent. And you'll and I'm sure you saw that in that article. So uh, Russell Wilson is available. Um, the only issue is I do believe that. Cleveland's going to have a bye after this week, which means that they could probably rest uh, some of their banged-up secondary guys, which does one of two things. Either Chris Carson completely smashes, which he should, and they get ahead, and the Browns just, just retool for the second half of the season. 
where Russell Wilson takes advantage of this whole thing and completely lights the secondary up in Cleveland. If I'm a betting man, I'm betting on Carson, but I wouldn't be surprised if Russell Wilson does something. So I will have one lineup probably that will consist of a uh, Russell Wilson stack. Uh, there's a couple of targets that I really, really like to go along with that. So, um, GPP got Kirk Cousins in here. We know that the Eagles are very good against the rush. They leak points to the wide receivers and the quarterback. So with Kirk Cousins, you know, being 19, 21, 22nd, 24th quarterback in terms of price, it gives me some interest because it can completely pay down and I can utilize his targets. And if, but if I'm using Kirk Cousins, I'm probably going to use both Thielen and Diggs in that spot. Running backs. Um, <sighs> pisses me off that Kamara is questionable. Uh, I would lean to my guy Steve Renner on whether or not he believes it's a big deal or not. Um, it's an ankle issue that popped up apparently on Thursday, which made him questionable and not practicing on Friday. Now, Latavius Murray also did not practice on Friday, but it was for personal reasons. Whether or not you believe it's personal reasons or the coaches held him out because they didn't believe that Kamara or they believe that Kamara maybe would not make it to the game. Um, is kind of the thing. But uh, if Kamara would happen to sit, and this is an early game, so we're going to kind of get, we're going we're gonna to know about this early. Um, I would like Latavius Murray in cash against this Jaguars team that is just, they they just give up way too many points to the running backs. I mean, Christian McCaffrey did uh, blow them up last week, um, but they've been consistently bad all season. So um, if Kamara doesn't go, I would seriously th- consider pivoting from the Malcolm Brown to the Latavius Murray play and using it there. Um, I believe you actually pay up a little bit on a couple of the sites. Yeah, you're going to pay up a little bit. You're going to pay up on FanDuel, probably, what, 500 bucks? Oh, just 200 bucks. So it's it's pretty considerable in there. You probably wouldn't have to make any changes and stuff, but we'll know about that early early enough. Um, Next guy on the list, Mark Ingram. A lot of people on Lamar Jackson this week. A lot of people. Um, I had an update on Marquise Brown. I don't know if I inserted it yet. But there was real extreme worries that he definitely was not going to be playing this week. And that is... That is his boo, man. That's his boo. 
Yeah, he's still questionable. So is Mark Andrews. Those are his two guys. Um, Lamar Jackson absolutely could smash this week. He has the opportunity, but is he going to need it? Mark Ingram is priced fair for the potential output that he's going to put forth. In a spot like this, he can, he will at least, he should at least get 20 points, if not get you 25 to 30. There's just no reason why he shouldn't. Outside of Lamar Jackson went off, so there was no need, there was no need to do it. But Baltimore needs to win. And they need to quit fucking around. So what does that mean? You get back to basics, you get behind your fucking running back, and you fucking give it. You fucking give it, quit fucking around. Uh, next guy, obviously, is Chris, Car- is Chris Carson, who is obviously a part of the four, core four. Uh, Price very fair on um, across the board, and I love his price on DK and Fancy Draft, as he's not even within the top 15. Uh, for the Thursday through Monday. Uh, he is the man. He's the guy. Pete Carroll wasn't lying. He gave him the opportunity to prove himself, and he's fun fucking proving it for the last two weeks. So who are we to argue that he's not going to do it again this week? Even Even if Russell Wilson has a decent game, Chris Carson is going to be involved. He's going to get a couple of receptions. Cleveland has been bleeding points to the running back, and we've noticed this since the first couple weeks of the season. So, Chris Carson, core four. Next on the list, Le'Veon Bell. I like his price a lot on FanDuel. And DK, not so much on Yahoo and Fantasy Draft, where he's within the top 10. Um, But they're getting Sam Darnold back, which means that even with Sam Darnold being rusty against um, the Dallas Cowboys, Sam Darnold is more of a threat than what Luke Falk was, who was just fucking released, which was stupid. Why? Don't release the kid. Poor kid feel bad for that kid. Fucking, he was just left out there to die. But, um, Bell has had heavy involvement every single week. Yeah, the offensive line isn't all that great. I understand that. And some might say that it's a little bit of a risk. But for some reason, this Dallas Cowboys defense has started to leak points to the running back. And even before even before the Aaron Jones blow up last week where he scored four touchdowns, you can see it in the DVOA numbers. Against the rush, they went from 7 to 14 and now 20. Running backs in the passing game, 8 to 11 
to 21. Now, you get the big blow-up game, of course, it's going to bring it up a little bit, right? That's a lot. That's a lot. And Le'Veon Bell, skill-wise, is better than Aaron Jones, as much as a Packer fan as I am. And I love Aaron Jones. I was wrong about Aaron Jones. I like Jamal Williams when more than Aaron Jones when they were drafted. Aaron Jones proves it every week. But Le'Veon Bell has stayed tried and true. And he's going against the 20th rush defense, 21st against running backs in the passing game, which Bell has been getting a ton of pass receptions. DVP rank, 25th, 24.8 on FanDuel, 29.9 on DraftKings. Le'Veon Bell is the only fucking game in town. How would I not consider him? How? I understand you don't want to use it in cash game. Go use it in GPP. Fine. Get yourself at least one lineup that has Le'Veon Bell this week. You will not regret it. Next on the list, Derrick Henry. Going back to it, I'm sorry. He's going to end up in all my cash games, at least from every site except for maybe, maybe Yahoo, where like him and Bell are tied at seven. Um, I can save money there on Yahoo by going to Ingram and Carson, who are the 10th highest. Um, they slot in these two, Bell and Bell and Henry actually slot in right behind Kamara. Kamara is the sixth price running back, and then you have Bell and Henry at seven. So um, definitely a consideration. But you know, do I want to pay that much on Yahoo? Save a little bit with the other guys. Um, this is the Broncos' run D. Uh, let's pull it up. Somehow I'm going to have to start proving this shit to everybody. <laughs> They're 19th against the rush. 16th against the running back in the passing game. 28th in DVP scoring to running backs. 25.6 on FanDuel. 29.5 on DraftKings. Derrick Henry, again, same thing as Bell. He's the only fucking game in town. If Tennessee's going to win this game, they need to run the ball. This is going to be another low-scoring game. It's going to keep him involved. Definitely consider Derrick Henry. You don't necessarily have to go for him, but he is a, he is relatively well priced. Um, especially if you look if you're looking at a fantasy draft where. I mean, this is completely a fucking running back week. Fantasy draft allows you, um, you do two running backs, two wide receivers, and then you get two, you know, one tight end and two, two flex. You could put all these fucking running backs in there and just fucking mouth the points. I'm loading up. My fantasy draft, I'm fucking loading up this week. Next on the list, we got Chase Edmonds. Chase Edmonds is only viable to me in cash if David Johnson sits. Fair enough, right? Next question is going to be like, well, what about Chase Edmonds and GPP? I knew the question. I know that question is coming. Let me say 
Maybe. I wouldn't personally do it. If you got the nuts to fucking do it, go ahead and do it. You know, I know I know some of you guys want to play your fucking Millie Makers and stuff. If David Johnson says he is dealing with a really bad back, and who's to say that that back doesn't lock up early? Um, especially if he's getting some usage. I mean, it could happen on the first fucking play. We saw Sammy Watkins gets hurt on the first fucking play last week. Fucked me. In seasonal and daily. Come on. Come on. Next we have Malcolm Brown. Um, Tiger Early is out. So for right now, Malcolm Brown is the guy that you're going to lock into your cash game lineups. Just don't think about it. I know you're going to look at the matchup against the San Francisco 49ers and be like, uh, why would I put him in there? Because they are really <laughs> they're, they're a really good defense, Leroy. Why, why, why the fuck would we do that? Why would we do that? And it's true. Fifth against the rush, second against the running back. Um, number one in DVP. The thing of it is, is it's the price, it's the opportunity. Malcolm Brown's going to get, you know, anywhere from 15 to 20 carries. He's, he's not hurt. He's not injured. It's not, this isn't trying to keep Ty Gurley healthy. This is, this is, let's go. Let's get, let's try and get this Rams offense back on track. He's going to run the ball. He's going to get the goal line carries. It's not going to be Daryl Henderson. So that's the guy that you're going to want. If anything, you're just hoping that, you know, Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, Cooper Cobb, Gerald Everett, they all fall down at the one. He's punching in with Brown. Let's go get it. GPP. Huh. Talked about Kirk Cousins. Um, I actually kind of like this GPP play more uh, with Dalvin Cook. A lot of people aren't going to go to Dalvin Cook because Philadelphia's rush defense. But they also, for whatever reason, don't want to take a look at the fact that Dalvin Cook gets a lot of pass receptions too. This is a West Coast style type of offense as far as... You know, the running backs are incredibly used. And outside of Alexander Madison coming in and resting Cook, Cook is the game. He's the guy. He's pricey. Nobody's going to want to play him because they're not going to want to pay him. So as as much as it isn't a really good spot, sometimes you got to take advantage of that lower ownership and you kind of got to bet on your elite players. And Dalvin Cook is elite. And another couple of guys they're looking at. Um, kind of like this first one more in Carlos Hyde. Uh, he's 27, 20, 36, and 35 across the board in terms of price rankings. Um, Casey's, Casey's terrible on defense against the running back on the ground. Carlos Hyde isn't going to be your pass catching guy. Now I've seen some, I've seen some of these assholes say that. Uh, oh, this this is definitely the Duke Johnson week. <laughs> Casey is number one against running backs in the passing game. They're thirtieth against running backs on the ground. There's a huge bias against Carlos Hyde that he sucks. That he's not getting it done. But he is getting it done. 
he's doing exactly what the Houston Texans are asking him to. Whether or not I can play this, I question, but I think, def- I think definitely you kind of have to get involved with it. Because if you've looked at KC the last couple of weeks, how, how teams beat them by running the ball, keeping the ball away. So it's a hell of a pivot in a, in a projected high-scoring game to go with the running back. But I think unless he gets vultured by Watson at the goal line, I think you can actually run Hyde and Watson together. Um, he's definitely in line for a touchdown. And he's priced, he's priced reasonably well across the board. The other guy... The other guy, I threw him in there. It's Adrian Peterson. The only reason I threw him in there is because if if he can't do it this week against Miami, he's never going to do it the rest of the season. And if you have him on your team, you might as well drop him in seasonal. So he's 41, 29, 33, and 35. Uh, FanDuel definitely being the best price over there. It's all I, it's all I can say. I mean, he, he sucks. He sucks. But, I mean, this is a game where everybody's going to go looking at you know, trying to, I think a lot of people are going to try and stack this game, and I think it's a big fucking mistake. Adrian Peterson should get at least 15 to 20 carries. He hasn't been getting that every week because, you know, Washington's been losing. So, you know, they pull Peterson out, they put Thompson in. So he hasn't been getting a big workload the last couple of weeks. So, hey, I'd buy that for a dollar. Skip over to wide receivers. Definitely have Julio Jones number one um, in cash. He is the highest priced wide receiver. Uh, if you're paying down at your running backs, you know to the mid range, you should be able to fit one of two guys. You should be able to fit Julio or one of three guys actually: Julio Jones, Hopkins, or Michael Thomas. Now I haven't ran any lineups yet. So there is, it is quite possible that you might be able to get two of them in. Um, Atlanta really needs to get Julio back on track. He was doing so well right at the beginning of the season, and he just kind of dropped off now. He has averaged 14.6 on the half-point PPRs and 18.4 on the fulls. So... If you're looking at value, like according to um, FanDuel, he's getting just under two x. We need three. Uh, we need two and a half x. At least that's what our low point is. So. Uh, Twenty-one point two five is what we're looking for. So he's hitting just a shade under seven points, under what we need there. And then when you look at Fanduel or uh, DK, 
He's at 8K. He's scoring 18.4. So he's falling about 5.6 under there for a 3x return, which is what we're looking for. So um, he's missing that touchdown. He should be able to get a touchdown in this game. He's going to be far and away the best wide receiver on that field. There is no cornerback that can challenge him. So this really should be a time that he eats. At least according to the numbers, according to everything that I'm seeing, you know, match up the players involved. We should get it. But uh, whether or not you're going to pay up for Julio Jones, aside from using uh, Calvin Ridley, for instance, that's kind of that's kind of the that's kind of the thing. I mean, you can save on and go to Calvin Ridley and just pay for DeAndre Hopkins in the uh, more chalkier game. He's kind of got the same issues going. Uh, where he's falling just underneath. If he'd get a touchdown, he'd actually hit value on there. So um, the thing I like about Hawkins is when you really think back to like two weeks, I remember when Keith, <laughs> Kenny Galladay got basically shut out against Philadelphia, and then he went to Kansas City. And I said, I would think go back to Kenny Galladay because this is another smash spot. He shouldn't screw us two weeks in a row. And uh, he didn't. He got the job done. And I don't think any of us fucking played him. So, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. So I'll probably be lacking in actually Hopkins um, for that game if I'm paying up for a wide receiver. Uh, next guy, Michael Thomas. It's Bridgewater's guy. He really loves him. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to probably lead back a little bit if Jalen Ramsey is there because um, he should be care covering him. Jalen Ramsey is also coming off an injury. So I love Michael Thomas. I think he gets the pass receptions, but I would love to see Jalen Ramsey not be in uh, just because it would only increase his upside and make it comparable to, like, say, Hopkins and Jones in their matchups. That's kind of the way I'm looking at it. Uh, next guy on the list would be Amari Cooper. Uh, not too, I'm not too big on the Dallas offense, but number there's the number one wide receiver against the Jets theory. And like I said in the right-up deck, I've also fucked shit out of Cooper. And that's his main dude. So um, it kind of lines up. I know he smashed last week, so it's probably going to be a little bit higher owned if people don't want to pay up. But I think people are going to pay up for Jones and Hopkins before they're going to pay up for Cooper. So you probably get them at a little bit of a discount. Um, but even though the Jets' uh, pass defense is only ten, you know number ten against against wide receivers, uh, they are ranked twenty fourth against the number one and. If there's a spot that you want to pay for him, it's going to be on fantasy draft where he's the lowest. And it's considerably lower than all the other spots. 
Uh, next guy, Odell. I did include him in cash because Cleveland is obviously showing that they want to try and get him the ball and get him going. So he's priced really reasonable compared to the upper echelon guys. So it's a guy that you can really take a look at and you can kind of project that he should have a good game. Um, if you don't believe in it, I completely understand. Go somewhere else. Uh, I've got other guys in place. So uh, he is at a good price. He does have upside. So definitely uh, take a look at and consider him. Although if you want to, if you'd rather pay up for the other the other four guys, I do not blame you whatsoever. Uh, next, we drop considerably in price, and you get DJ Chark. 22, 18, 33, 25 price rankings across the board. Best price is on DK, where he is 33rd. Um, I know there's a lot of people that are laughing out there because I hear it, I see it. Um, I actually did. I, I said something to Howard Bender about his pie challenge that I'd do it, and I've been adamant about how much I hate the DJ Chart, you know, Baby Chart, do 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 song on Sirius XM. And uh, so I thought I'd have a little fun with this and and actually choose DJ, DJ Chart uh, against the New Orleans Saints. And as much as I do not care to stack this game uh, from Garner Minshew on uh, the one thing that I really really like is that uh, I guess wide receiver ones which DJ Chark is going to be the wide receiver one they're 18th in DVOA okay it's just above average right 27th overall in points allowed to wide receivers in DVP, 34.6 on FanDuel, 43 on DK. Everybody is looking at D.D. Westbrook, and D.D. Westbrook hasn't done shit. I do like D.D. Westbrook in this matchup. He's included in GPP just only because of the P.J. Williams. But a lot of people think that... um, Lattimore's gonna Lattimore's going to be covering DJ Chark. DJ Chark lines up on the opposite side of the field as what you know we're talking left to right. DJ Chark lines up on the opposite side of the field as Lattimore. Lattimore stays on his own side. And I've heard nothing all day except Lattimore, 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 Lattimore. What the fuck are you guys looking at? You guys are looking at the exact same shit. And you think that Lattimore fucking travels? Will he see Lattimore at times? Sure. He change it around, flip it around, get him on the other side of the field? Sure. But again, this is kind of like Dak and Amari. You have a rookie, you have a a six-round rookie quarterback who has 
a complete obvious target that he likes. It doesn't matter who the fuck is on him. He's going to throw all day to DJ Chark. Throw, he'll give Westbrook his little bit of things. He'll give Fournette a little bit. But this is all fucking DJ Chark. At home? Granted, I like the New Orleans Saints defense this week. It doesn't mean that Jacksonville's not going to score points. Look what happened last week against Carolina. If you don't like DJ Shark in in cash, where he's fucking just amazingly priced, fine. Same thing again. Get him in GPP. Trust me on this one. Uh, next guy, who everybody's lauding, is Terry McLaurin in the matchup uh, against Miami. I do like it. He's coming back. He's coming back from injury, but they've had him off for a couple weeks, so. Should be back to being scary Terry. Uh, also a good thing going in his favor is that Keenum's under center. And that's the guy that really liked him. So if you're afraid of DJ Chark, but you're right around that same price point, go take a look at McLaurin. Uh, next we have um, our Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen. Uh, both are viable. Thielen is obvious. Um, but if you want to get a little sneaky dangerous, go take a look at Stefan Diggs in a great matchup. And if you believe that Kirk Cousins is going to throw, uh, get yourself a little bit of Stefan Diggs. Like I said, if you want to be a little bit dangerous, go with him. He's that cash slash GPP I was talking about the other day. So, uh, especially on FanDuel, he's 5,800. He's 38th, 38th priced wide receiver. He's 20, 24, and 15 on the other three. A disrespectful number is at 20, 24. You are getting him. <laughs> You're getting him for nothing. Nothing. And he has so much upside in this matchup. So definitely, remember, oh, here, let's think back here. Okay, so uh, when Detroit played Philadelphia, who's the guy that who's the guy that blew up? Was it the main guy Galladay, or was it the second guy across from him? And Marvin Jones. It was Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones. Lock yourself up some digs. Do it in GPP at least. Uh, get down a little bit further here. You got Preston Williams, uh, nice little piece, nice little uh, price piece. There, he's dirt cheap across the board. Um, Larry Fitzgerald, uh, specifically on Fanduel, is fucking ridiculously priced. He's even lower in digs. He's forty second. He's forty second priced. He's 27, 20, and 27, which is really good prices on the other on the other sites. It's actually really, really good. I like those prices. But on FanDuel, give me a break. Give me a break. How fucking stupid is that? That's a free square. That's a free square that you need to take all fucking day. So <laughs> I forgot I put that on there. What the fuck are you doing, FanDuel? Are you even trying? <laughs> 
even lower than him, Calvin Ridley. I I think his price actually went down. And he was the guy that actually had the good game last week. He's 46, 31, 27, and 32 across the board. He's an extreme discount if you don't want to pay up for Julio, but get, ex- get another piece of exposure uh, to this game. Um, I don't I don't even hate it if with the Hooper at tight end. So if you want to run two, um, I think this is a spot where you can get sneaky dangerous and run the Matt Ryan, um, Calvin Ridley, Hooper stack if you want to. It's dangerous, I know. But uh, it's not usually a, a thing I like to do, but that game that game's going to show out. It just is. Uh, go to uh, Cincinnati for our next two guys. We got Auden Tate and Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd is 24th, um, 24, 24, 16, and 19. Um, so I kind of like him on the half-point PPR sites a little bit more. Um, but he's getting the job done there. He is going to be... Uh, the Red Rockets' main guy to throw to. Uh, Cincinnati should be behind in this game, and it's going to have to play catch-up, which means that you're going to get a lot of garbage points. Um, if you want to use on tape, I don't like. I don't care much for his matchup as a whole. Um, but um, he's so pri- he's so priced down there that. Uh, it makes for another nice punt play down there, but I would probably pay for Ridley before I pay for Auden Tate. Um, specifically because, you know, Tyler Boyd just pretty much does it. I think he's only had one bad week uh, this whole year, so. So, yeah, Boyd over Tate. But if you want to punt and you don't like Ridley, fuck it. Do it that way. Fuck y'all. Um,. Tyreek Hill is still questionable. If he's on the field, definitely consider him in GPP. Uh, like I said, I will get him in one one lineup. Uh, probably not paying for him on Yahoo, where he's number one uh, for whatever reason. Let me double check that actually. Is it Yahoo? Yeah, he's the number he's the number one price wide receiver. Thought maybe I had an error in there. Yeah, number one there, but he's nine. So it's nine one eight nine across the board. So Yahoo apparently uh, knows something that we don't know. So maybe we should uh, take the discount and run with it. Um, got a pair of Rams wide receivers, which I'm not really digging so much anymore now that Brandon Cooks is kind of back. Um, I do like Wood. I do like Robert Woods. He's been productive, but he hasn't been getting the TDs. So you're kind of banking on hoping that he kind of gets the TDs instead of say Cup, Everett, all those other guys. Um, but he's going to have to do it because he's not getting the red zone looks. Cooper Cup's getting the red zone looks. Um, Coop would definitely. Cooper Cup is definitely okay for cash if you wanted to run him uh, specifically on. Uh, DK and fantasy draft, I wouldn't blame you. I just think he's a little bit higher priced than what um, 
I'm willing to pay, especially since I can get the discount and pay for the other guys with better matchups. Um, but I do believe he's viable even against the tough San Francisco secondary because Jared Goff is going to throw. So, um, but like I said, I, I don't know if I'm going to run it. There's something that bothers me with that whole game. I, I don't know. We'll get to it when we get to the defenses. Uh, next on the list, got Will Fuller, uh, who has shot up in price. Um, the market corrected very quickly on him. Uh, so with that increased rise, like it was, it's a big rise up in price. So it doesn't make him very cash viable. Uh, GPP, yes. But for his price, um, I would rather go up to Hopkins and bank on Hopkins getting uh, corrected this week. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey, <laughs> just the only thing I put on there, Xavier Rose is, is not that good, and he's not. Um, this is the exact same play. Um, if anybody noticed in the cash game last week, I... Um, put Allen Robinson in there because it it basically comes off as the exact same rating everything and I was just like you know what it's Allen Robinson because that's where he's going to go to well Elshon's Elshon's a little more hit or miss but if there's one place that if there's two places that Carson Wentz is going to attack it's going to be a tight end against Harrison Smith, and you got a you got a really good uh, tight end in Zach Ertz, so it kind of goes beyond the numbers as far as I thought. Um, but then you got Elshon Jeffrey in the exact same matchup as Allen Robinson, exact same matchup. So why would I not think of it? Now, like I said, it's hit or miss, so that's why he's not in cash. Um, Maybe more GPP just because of trust. Tyler Lockett, opportunity is there, uh, but the Seahawks will have to throw is the concern. Uh, but he has he has moderately priced, especially on FanDuel, where he's 28th. He's only at 63, 6300 for that price. So comes in under Jeffrey, uh, but he's a little bit more expensive than Jeffrey on the other side. So DD uh, Westbrook, the PJ Williams theory. <laughs> He's dirt price. He's dirt. He's dirt cheap. If you don't believe me, if you want to use Minshew, go right ahead. But you need to stack it. You need to stack it with Shark and um, DD Westbrook. Don't do it with Fournette. I know a lot of people have been talking about Fournette because of the uh, um, the amount of carries, you know, touches, you know, receptions that he's getting, but. He's going to get shut down. That's going to be the main focus of New Orleans this week. So, um, Tight end, cash, only one guy, Austin Hooper, lock it in. As Dr. Roto would say, visionary style, although it's not much of a visionary. It's just fucking smart thinking. Um, so he's go right to GPP. Travis Kelsey's in play. I like him a lot more if Tyreek Hill is back, not, not if Tyreek Hill sits. If Tyreek Hill sits, I am off Kelsey altogether in GPPs. And probably Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Will Desilly, <laughs> see Tyler Lockett. 
<laughs> if you want to use the Russell Wilson plate, put in Lockett and do Will Disley. You'll thank me later if it does blow up. Um, Gerald Everett. Uh, Goff is using Everett a lot more instead of using the running backs uh, in the passing game. That's what's fueling the production. He's doing the underneath more underneath throws. You know, that's where Cup is as well. So um, Everett is definitely in play. I don't really care much for the play just because it's fucking Gerald Everett. No. He's going to be higher on than probably what he should be. So um, I'm probably going to personally fade it um, and just take the risk there. Uh, I, at that price, I'd rather probably use Will Disley in a better matchup, too. So uh, No Fant uh, made the GPP list. Ooh, the rookie. The rookie, rookie, rookie. Uh, about the only really good spot to attack Tennessee Titans through the passing game is at tight end, and that's why he is included. Um, and, of course, Joe Flacco loses his tight ends. Uh, last but certainly not least, if you want a complete, you want a complete punt, especially on um, DK and Fantasy Draft, take a look at Jeremy Sprinkle. He is the backup to the backup tight end uh, for the Washington Redskins. And he faces a Miami defense that is horrible. Um, also, Case Keenum really likes throwing the tight end position as well. So it might be a little sneaky little thing. Help you pay up for everywhere else uh, in your GPPs. But like I said, um, Austin Hooper would be the only guy for cash. So, defenses. I've had a couple people say that they've been struggling with um, where to look at for defenses and stuff. So, we've got five defenses, three for cash, uh, two for GPP. I don't think anything's going to be really super owned, um, except for maybe Dallas. But I have issues with Dallas because I really like Le'Veon Bell in that position. Um, and if Le'Veon Bell would happen to have the same smash game, I mean, you're really losing a lot of value in there. I don't think you're going to get you, – you, you'll get some sacks and stuff like that, but I don't know if you're going to be able to coax an inter, a couple of interceptions – especially that might be returnable for touchdowns out of Darno. I think they're going to play this pretty safe. They're going to play it close to the vest, and they're just going to ride on Le'Veon Bell. So that's why I'm not totally on them in cash. Um, My probably favorite team is going to be the Saints against Gardner Minshew. Um, It's going to be like Carolina. Um, Not as high scoring, but as far as them allowing the points, um, but they're definitely going to get the opportunity. I think they do play for head, especially, especially if Kamara is playing. If Kamara is playing, I love this defense even more. Um, and then the last cast defense would be San Francisco 49ers. They are very, very well priced on um, FanDuel. Uh, DK and Fantasy Draft. Not so much on Yahoo. They are 
they are. Uh, here's how, here's how it runs across the board. Let me see. Let me see if you can figure out which one doesn't sound right. 18, 2, 15, and 17. You figure it out. Yep. Yahoo. Second highest price defense this week. <laughs> so Yahoo, Yahoo. I'm definitely going to skip on there, but I would. De- I'm definitely going to look at them. Um, on the other sites. They're going to give up some points. You're going to get a lot of volume out of Jared Goff. But Jared Goff has, has the Jameis Winston syndrome where he just kind of just all of a sudden like his brain shuts off or like his helmet doesn't work. You know, Sean McVay can't talk to him. So, um, and he has a tendency to throw turnovers. Turnovers that have opportunities like to score points, he throws a bad ball when he throws a bad ball. So, if you need the price savings on there, I from the New Orleans Saints, I probably it's fine. Go down to the Niners. I don't have an issue with it whatsoever. Uh, GPP uh, did put the Rams in there. Uh, Golf Garoppolo, same idea. Um, the San Francisco 49ers are dealing with even more injuries. Injuries across their offensive line, which scares the shit out of me for uh, Tevin Coleman and Matt Breda, who I have in seasonal, um, and was looking forward to this matchup until that happened. So they are down, I believe, two two big parts of their offensive line. Um, so it kind of has me hesitant to. They had me really, really hesitant to use either one of them. Now, if you you could probably convince me to run uh, Tevin Coleman on most of the sites because he runs 49, 21, 36, and 37 across the board as far as pricing. Um, but it's really the running backs that catch passes that do the damage. Um, so it's kind of pick your poison uh, with Tevin Coleman and Matt Breda. I know I didn't write him up, but uh, they were definitely in consideration to the last minute. I just ultimately decided I did not want to chase chase this around and try and figure out where I was going to go. So I completely just faded it out altogether. Um, if you've got an idea of what's going to happen, like I said, I don't have a problem with you playing it. It's just be careful. Uh, Seattle Seahawks. Bickers played like shit lately, and the offensive line hasn't helped him one bit. They are letting him get drilled. They are letting him get drilled. It's led to opportunities for turnovers. Um, the defense, the Seattle defense, isn't all that great, um, but their pass rush is getting better and better. And like I said, if they are, if Browns are sitting on injuries, they are going to start pulling fucking guys out right away. Any guy that's got a thing, they're going to sit him out and let him, you know, get a couple weeks of rest. You know, we're talking like, oh, I sprained my ankle. You know, especially if Seattle gets up on them. They're just, I if if I was Cleveland, I'd just be wise and just pull everybody off and just let's try to regroup and uh, attack the second half. So, but that's it, guys. Um, that's it, at least for the write-up part. Um, I did have some plays for... Sunday Night Football, we can go through this here real quick. Real quick. I know this is running longer than I wanted. So, just bear with me. we got Pittsburgh and LA Chargers. Um, 
I'll re-up everything because on your on your sheets it shows that Mason Rudolph is questionable. He's actually out. Devlin Hodges is taking over. So let's handle this from a primetime slate. Let's kind of take a look at this. I do have some I do have some interest in Devlin Hodges because he's going to be he's going to be dick dirt cheap um, in primetime and in your showdown slates. And the LA Chargers defense has shown that a propensity lately of just bleeding out points to opposing offenses. Now, the reason I would use Devlin Hodges is because of that price point. You don't really need that much out of him as long as your big guns are have come to play. So who's one of the big guns? James Conner. I'm not going to sit here. I'm not going to fuck around with Benny Snell. If you want to do it, that's fine. He's going to get his opportunities. But this is the Connor smash game. If there's ever a spot for him to smash, it's going to be against this L.A. Chargers team. And they hold a huge advantage in the offensive line to defensive line matchup again with the rush. So, I do like Juju. Smith-Schuster in this matchup. Uh, James Washington is out, so you're going to see Deontay Johnson, Johnny Holton, probably some more uh, Ryan Switzer. Uh, probably not so much Dante Moncrief because he sucks. So um, I don't know if I'm going to take a chance out of the pass catchers. We'll take a look at the other game. Um, definitely a tight end. You can take a look at Vance McDonald or even Nick Vanette, although McDonald has most upside. Um they are bleeding out points to tight ends, 25th overall, 10 and 13 and a half on DraftKings. So it's definitely a spot to look at. I would look at Pittsburgh defense. Um, the LA Chargers have been suffering with injuries. Now, Mike Williams, luckily, luckily, praise the Lord, he did not get hurt in this last game. Um, but I'm not going to make the choice between Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler. I'm going to let other people do that. I think they're going to take away way too much from each other, so it's not worth my time. Uh, now, if you want to look at Keenan Allen on the other side, absolutely. Um, lock and load, I think a lot of people are, are really down on him, and I don't think they're going to look that way. Now, especially on a primetime slate, I don't think... Anybody would have been looking at Keenan Allen if Devonta Adams was good to go. The problem is that Devonta Adams is looking like he's going to be out, which is going to draw some ownership on the primetime slate to there. But I think it's just a spot that you're just going to have to go ahead and just lock it down with, like, say, him and Schuster. Um, and you can do that by using Devlin Hodges, too, by the way, if I don't have to reiterate it again. Uh, switching about NFL football, you got Detroit at Green Bay. Of course, you're locking in Kerryon Johnson. Uh, 28th against Rush, 22nd against running backs in the passing game, and 30th overall in DVP points at 28.5 on FanDuel and 32.2 on DraftKings. You attack, you attack Packers on the ground. If they're attacking him anywhere else, it's fucking stupid. Um... Pay attention to any injury concerns if you get Kevin King out. Um, I believe he's actually is going to be playing. But if Kenny Galladay, if if 
if Kevin King is out, they're going to have to move Alexander back over um, to him, and you're going to see the exact same thing that happened with Cooper uh, last week. Kevin King goes out, and then they had Shire Alexander come in and cover Amari Cooper, which was the dumbest thing they could have ever done. Um, so Kenny Galladay has the upside to tear him apart. Uh, not looking at tight ends. Uh, looks like TJ Hawkinson's on course to play. Um, yeah, last but certainly not least, if you're looking at um, from the Green Bay side, I would definitely take a look at Aaron Jones again. Um, I might even run three running backs on a primetime slate uh, and go that way. It's just if Jamal Williams isn't there um, and Devontae Adams is indeed out, that is just going to drive up um, as much volume as they can to Aaron Jones. And uh, he's had an extra, he'll have an extra day to rest, so I don't really hate it whatsoever. Um, but that would be that would be about it. Um, I do expect these games to be a little bit higher scoring, but that just kind of gives you kind of the gist of what I'm seeing on those games. So handle a little bit early. Eh. Play prime time. Play showdown for fun. Don't do it because you guarantee that you're going to get that good money. I want that good money too. I've come close a couple of times. I shared them in the chats too. But uh, yeah, that should be it. So let's keep our focus on this week. Um, let's just fucking kill it, man. I really want everybody to kill it. If 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 only just for the sake of everybody's pocketbooks. I want everybody to take money. But man, I just want that shit. I'm selfish. I want that shit to hit Twitter. I really do. I want that shit to hit Twitter. I don't care if it's a full-time fantasy, DFS, tweet. Man, if you guys do good and it's, it's part of it's because of me, man, I just want to see it. Nothing makes me feel better, man. And nothing makes me feel better than seeing everybody else win money. I can try and win my own money, even if I have a bad... When I when I have had these you know unfortunate mishaps this season, and guys have still won money, it makes me really fucking happy. So let's go get it. Let's go do it. Let's go smash it. Let's go fucking win it all, man. I feel really good about this week. I feel really good. It's just the wrong week, I think, for Jeff Mans to fucking say something like that. Let's go do it. Peace out. I'll see you guys either in my DMs tonight or uh, let's see them line up tomorrow. Go get it. Good luck, everybody.